0: What do we mean by high risk, high reward in music? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Um, you know, last night we did a show uh, on politics uh and as predicted uh the hate mail was flowing very uh, hard today uh, a lot of hate mail coming in and the show we did happen to be uh with max Deutsch from a, another progressive podcast uh and so it was uh to the left <laughs> a left uh, wing view and uh but it really doesn't matter uh whether it was left wing or right wing the hate mail would have been the same uh but so i got a ton of right Wing hate mail today. Uh, people who just, just don't understand um, the nature of conversation and dialogue. Uh, it really, it, it's just gotten so ugly. And I I can't wait till the election is over. But that will not stop me uh, from doing more political, uh, having more political guests on. Um, I do want, I want to, I put out a notice today that I was looking for more comedians for November post election, just because I think we're going to need a lot more humor to get through November because after the election, things are, are going to get even uglier, I think. Uh, so, uh, I look forward to having some laughs in, in November. And I put out the call for comedians. I got several lined up already. Uh, I'm looking, I'm hoping to get an entire month of comedians in November, uh, other than the dates we already had booked, which were different things. Um, All my life, all my life, I've been trying to give up something, trying to give up something. Sugar, I've been trying to give up sugar, meat, you name it. Uh, One thing or another, uh, substances, of course, Um, Facebook and social media, I'm giving that stuff up. And it occurred to me, I'm just not that good at giving stuff up. So um, I'm giving up, giving up. And so if you hear me giving up anything else, you know what, first of all, I failed at giving up, giving up. And also that I was right to give up, given up in the first place uh, because I'm failing at giving up. So that's just something to be aware of. So keep me uh, accountable for that. As you know, and I'm getting really tired of this, uh, but I have to see it through. Several weeks ago, Chris Burrs from SES Research was with me promoting this product and that product. It's called My Vital C. Uh, and it makes a lot of extraordinary claims. And the most extraordinary of which is that if you take it twice a day like I've been doing, uh, you can prolong your life by ninety percent or more, essentially doubling your life. I mean, uh, I'm going to live to like hundred and forty to a hundred fifty years old. Well, and when I when he first approached that idea, I said <laughs> I laughed. I said I don't want to live to be a hundred fifty years old. I mean, uh, you see people a hundred years old and they just you know, they have nothing left. He said, "What if you could maintain what you have now?" And I, I said, "Sure," uh, but. Looking at my guest tonight, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm already an old man. It's, it's not, it, I don't want to live to be 150 like this. If I could do it in my 20s or early 30s, sure, I would, I would go for that. But 150 years old in this condition, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm down with that. But anyway, uh, so I said to him, I didn't believe it would, it would <laughs> accomplish that goal, but I was skeptical. But there are other claims about how it increases, uh, your energy, helps you get better sleep, uh, better clarity of thought, which, hard to tell with me, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I agreed to do it as a test until he comes back October 29th at 1 PM. he will be back with me and we're going to review my results. So I've been doing it twice a day on air. And the reason I do it on air, as you know, is twofold. Uh, I, first of all, to hold myself accountable so I don't forget to do it because I'm likely to forget to do it. And secondly, so that there's video evidence of me doing it. It's really quick. I just uh, shoot this in my mouth and it's over with. I'm being hesitant because it just tastes terrible and I have to take it with a chaser. So here goes really quick. And that's all it takes, folks, for you to live to be 150 or so. Um, pardon me. I hate to do that. I can't really I really can't wait till this is over. Uh not that not that it's that much of a torture to do this stuff mind you. It's just it does taste really awful and the first thing I'm going to uh, recommend is that they sweeten it up somehow uh put some flavoring in there because it's just god-awful you do need a chaser with it um, my sponsors tonight funwise capital you know all about them they're a business lender matching platform that gets you the best credit lines guaranteed apply online in 60 seconds or less and there's no effect to your credit score to see how much you can get use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business even if that business happens to be a rock band yes uh, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a business but you got a solid business plan that can help you get money Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at zero percent interest for nine to fifteen months, unsecured term loans, loans based on your income, short-term gap funding or bridge loans. They work with real estate startups, rock bands, even franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. Get started. It's really easy. Just go to apply.funwise.com. applyfunwisecom slash Mind dog. over there. There it is. There it is. Uh, so I do appreciate you patronizing my sponsors. Moving on, we got some uh, music. I, I'm 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 not sure how to call it rock music. What what kind of music I'm actually um supposed to classify this? You know, as and I I'm not big on labels anyway. Uh, I've listened to the music. I like it. Uh, and unfortunately. I was hesitant to say I like it because when you're an old geezer like me and being in a rock band in, when I was, uh, in my twenties, the last thing I wanted was to have grandpa tell me he liked it. Uh, (laughs) so, and when Robbie wrist was on the program or Robbie, the former child actor and musician, and, uh, we, we were talking about it and I was talking about what I was afraid of, uh, becoming with this podcast. And, uh, I recall the time when Regis Philbin had Emerson, Lake and Palmer on the show. And it, the first question he asked me was, Oh, you played a rock and roll. And I just felt douche chills all around. Like, Oh my God, I felt so bad for the old man to be so unhip, tragically unhip. And I said, that's my greatest fear is turning into that guy. And Robbie, uh, basically didn't, didn't <laughs> flinch a second and said, you're already him. <laughs> So that's how I'm going to feel tonight. Uh, my, my guest tonight is Marcus Reardon from the, uh, from the group This Modern, who uh, recently signed with an indie label out of Atlanta called 59X Records, and they have a new single out called The Next Time Around. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Marcus Reardon to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Marcus, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it oh it's great to have you on so um i I apologize for liking your music but i do like it (laughs) i I appreciate
1: that um especially because you're gonna live forever
0: you're Uh, gonna oh 150
1: yeah 150 something like that so you can carry the good word on you'll live past me at that rate so keep the keep the good word going once i once i'm gone
0: I w- I will do my best, and hopefully you'll be putting out a lot more uh, music in in your lifetime. Um, where are you from, Marcus? I am from a uh, part
1: of Arizona just outside of Phoenix called Mesa. Wow. Um, but yeah, the the Phoenix area is pretty much where I call home.
0: Pretty cool, pretty cool out there. Um, so I was wondering that because I saw your video and you're definitely in the desert, and I was thinking, yeah. well, this is not an Atlanta area group. So how'd you get hooked up with this Atlanta indie uh, label? Uh, we when we we got off tour in March, it got cut early from
1: uh, from COVID. Uh, you know that shut everything down, so we had to come home early on tour, and we ended up writing a song about it called "Better Off" and releasing it on on kind of a whim, just kind of rushing something out and it did really well. And uh, it it fell into the hands of this record label and my manager, Amy, who is amazing. um, She just kind of worked it out and we had some, some discussions, uh, contracts back and forth sort of thing. And we just felt like it was a, it was the right move for us at that moment in time.
0: Very cool. So, um, uh, how long you been doing this? Oh man, I've been,
1: I've been making music myself since, you know, uh, probably 10, 10 years now. I think this is year 10 about, um, but I, I, I did most of my time as a rapper uh, just a local rapper kind of making my way through the rap circuit. And I was the only kid at my high school who could freestyle and that's kind of where that started. But at some point I had some real musicians take me under their wing, um, in the form of my bandmates, uh, Tim and Sean. Um, and between those guys, man, I, I just learned so much about music, you know, they opened my, my whole eyes and ears up to a whole new world that I, that I was never exposed to as a, as just a rapper
0: pretty cool stuff so you mentioned your manager and you're very fortunate to have somebody who believes in you and and that's like that was the the dream uh just to get somebody to handle the the business end of it so you Mm -hmm. can work on the art stuff when i was uh active uh in that pursuit uh, just to have an agent or manager somebody who really took an interest in you that's a great blessing in itself uh how did you how did you find you how did she find you or you find her
1: you know, um, I I was good friends with another band out here who who's not active at this p- point in time, but she was managing them almost exclusively. And just because we were in the same room so many times, um, she ended up throwing me some show opportunities. She got me a show with Juicy J. She got me a show with uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Some some really cool opportunities. And then we decided, hey, let's make it official. Why don't Why don't you just manage what we have going on here? And at that time, we were at this weird fork in the road trying to figure out whether we were going to do the rap thing or the rock thing and um but she's believed in us the whole time and it's a blessing is an understatement i will say that a blessing is an understatement
0: yeah uh and so what did you choose because it seemed like you're kind of right in the middle of the the rap and the rock thing from what i i only listened to the one single next time around yeah. Yeah, uh, right
1: now we, we do kind of toe the line at the moment, but we are more on the rock side. If you listen to, to any, the, it was called Teammate Marcus. Before it was this modern, it was called Teammate Marcus and it was it was the name of my solo entity, but I, I was playing full band. So um, that was way more on the rap side to the point where you almost can't even hear the rock influence. So um, our, new, our new stuff is more geared towards the rock, maybe even a punk rock sort of a, a vibe, but um, I would say we chose rock over rap for sure
0: yeah it sucks a little bit that um i'm on youtube and because i'm on youtube i can't play your music for people so we have to sit here and try to describe it to people yeah yeah. Uh, and that that really it it blows because i would love to be able to just play the video but i know youtube will shut me down because of it and then we're doing this for nothing uh but i do have the url and it's it's not this modern it's this Thismdrn.com for mm-hmm. people who are, are listening on the podcast side. Mm-hmm. The links will be in the description to that and your YouTube channel and all your social media as well. Uh, I just want to give the people listening, in case they're listening in their cars, which a lot of people do to podcasts, yeah. uh, an idea of the URL. So, um, you're, uh, would does the word pop offend you? Because it seems to me like pop m- more than rock to me.
1: Not at all. Um, I think this is. I hate to say it like this, but this was kind of my radio baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the at the end of the day, I I like the sound of making like One Direction money <laughs> more than I like the sound of making like underground rock band money. So yeah, no, I that's something that I I think at one time five six years ago would have would have thrown me off. But at the moment, no, I'm I am totally cool with being classified as a little bit pop. And if anything, coming just as a rapper, you know, the singing influence in my music only came around in the last, you know, five years or so. So my transition from just local, you know, cypher style rapper to rock band singer or pop singer, what have you, is um, I worked hard to get there. So no, I, I do not take any offense to that.
0: Well, it's very cool. I like it, uh, and I, I'm sorry to, uh, again. I gotta apologize for liking it, but I, 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 um, I'm sure people of all ages will like it. But it, it to me, it strikes as, you, you, uh, you, First of all, thank you for the honesty about it. But it does strike me as radio friendly music, and uh, and it's good that, that you uh at least acknowledge that if you're gonna do it, you you might as well go big for for <laughs> go for the big uh reward rather than the small time reward and I, and that, I think-
1: yeah the big the big risk big reward is kind of our our founding motto is that you know we are we're okay with being a little polarizing you know people on the radio you you have a demographic of people who absolutely despise anything that could possibly be played on the radio and so i'm okay with that i'm okay with being polarizing and i'm okay with being a band that you either love or hate because- yeah,
0: well, well, the thing is about radio, and I'm, again, I'm out of, I'm so out of touch when it comes to pop, modern pop culture and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I feel like radio is, is kind of going away. Spotify and all, yeah, you got Sirius and XM radio, of course, mm-hmm. but terrestrial radio, I think is, is a dinosaur. It's just on, uh, it's yeah. fighting to stay alive. So uh, is that still the primary target for uh, somebody who wants to, to make success in music?
1: Uh, no, no, not at all. I think, you know, in our meetings with our labels and things like that, as we're strategizing and we, I think, I mean, in all honesty, we focus more on our Spotify streams than we do anything else. I think that Spotify has become that agent, even more so than Apple Music. Um, I think the influences, the playlist, the um, the big time playlist through Spotify have the ability to make or break an artist in five minutes and um that's just the reality of it so no i I, it's radio is never like the end goal per se uh that being said i can't explain the feeling of like getting a video sent to me of somebody hearing a song of mine on the radio you know it's more of a novelty yeah yeah but it's um it's it's super powerful
0: I've been there. I, uh, yes, I, I understand. Uh, and definitely. Um, but th- when I was there, radio was the only thing. There was no hey. internet. There was nothing. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, point. exactly. And, that, and that's what has me puzzled, because... Um, it's, it was hard to make it then in the 1970s and early 80s when I was doing it. It's much harder now because, and when we were doing it, and here's the idea that rock bands were big, 60s to early 70s, and then disco and punk took over and people were just doing straight up rock stuff. were like pushed out of the picture. And then, you know, the MTV generation came along. And so um, now you're up against really uh, you know, hip hop, and and country that's not country at all and is the most popular stuff. And you've been marginalized to this place where people have to find you rather than the radio is is, is showing you to them. It's far more difficult today than it was when I was a young man, yes? Uh, I undoubtedly so. I mean, I back in the day you could you could
1: come up off of selling CDs, you know, in a parking lot. Really, you know, you hear these sorts of stories and you know, I I, I, I don't have any CDs, I know Me neither. Red- anything physically and and things like that so yeah it's definitely a lot harder you know it's it stops becoming like where are you from physically and everyone's just from the internet it doesn't so much matter anymore um where you're from and things like that it's really leveled the playing field but everybody is a smaller fish in a bigger pond nowadays that's for sure
0: right so are you um are you most of the driving force of this modern? Are you the, the, the no. idea man, the, the guy who says, let's, let's do it. Let's go. And then the face of the band and everything else.
1: I am the voice and the face. And, <laughs> uh, but in terms of true musicianship, I am the least technically savvy. Um, my bandmates, uh, largely, you know, create instrumentals and things like that. And again, where I largely come in is, is the words and the melodies.
0: Um, yeah. But I mean I'm not talking about the talent wise I'm talking about energy wise and the and the the guy who who, who lights the spark that says let's get going let's do something.
1: That yes I'll I'll claim that spot absolutely absolutely <laughs> I do claim that spot and a lot of times in in team meetings I I have a way of like making my thoughts the loudest and that's not always a good thing but yes I'll I'll give it that.
0: You you seem like a driven person, and and the the reason I'm going I'm saying that is because uh, you have this uh thing going on the the music thing, and mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, doing very very well. I mean, you should be proud of your accomplishments so far. But then that. then you got this YouTube thing going on with the uh, Happy Hour thing. So you seem like you have um a lot to say and a lot you want to do with life, and and you're on purpose. You you're driven by a purpose. Yeah, am I, I correct? That thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 100% so what's the idea behind the, the happy hour with Marcus on, on YouTube
1: you know that was um that was kind of a collaborative idea that stemmed from my label wanting us to have the fans the viewers get to know us more on a personal level and I think that's just good nowadays the music is such a small percentage of what you actually need to be doing as an artist um social media and doing live things and building up a YouTube is, is now like the backbone of this industry. So, um, that's an area that we were slacking on up until about seven or eight weeks ago when we started this show and we've been consistent every week. But on top of that, I wanted to be able to give more of a platform to the local artists out here who I really like and respect, um, and a chance for us to, to get to know each other and different collaborations have now stemmed from this. And, um, yeah, that was just an attempt to get, get, get more of a personal look at that who I am and what better way of doing that than over a few cocktails
0: you're absolutely right that it, it definitely it's about building community more as much as it is about being an artist these days and I, I uh what did did you a manager uh agent kind of turn you on to that or you come up with that on your own
1: <laughs> i didn't come up with that on my own no i i if i don't if i remember correctly it was my label owner peter who had that idea and we kind he
0: knows what he's doing Uh, absolutely um because yeah that is absolutely what it's all about uh so uh, and is there any chance you're going to run out of these guests uh local guest artists uh to come on because you've had a lot of them on now i can't imagine there's that many uh young people out there making music <laughs> you know what's
1: funny is that I, I it's it's not even limited to just musicians so i've had a you know i had a comedian on a couple of weeks ago um so you know we're we're branching out and this upcoming thursday i have a chef a chef a good friend of mine who's a chef and the emphasis oh, cool. is going to be on the food instead of the drink so much so um I, I think at some point yeah the the well will run dry so to speak but um we're going to do it in season so this is just season Hopefully one you'll have to
0: expand your net a little bit
2: further after, yeah yeah And that's what
1: I figured, you know, once we once it's a thing, you know, we do it 10 times. It's officially a thing. And people have already started asking me, you know, can I come on the show? And so, yeah, it's it's growing and it's growing slowly, but surely. But yeah, this is season one. We're going to build out a full set kind of like you got going there and make it, you know, make it a little bit more visually appealing. And uh, that's something that we should be we should have live probably early 2021. But this is just season one. So stay tuned.
0: Right, one technical thing I would suggest to you is lavalier mics. Oh uh, yeah, believe yeah.
1: me, that's a, and and we're such audio nerds; it absolutely kills us. But we we do have like we we do a little iPhone recording. It's it's so bootleg, but we do need a lavalier or some sort of.
0: It looks good, and you can plug a lavalier right into an iPhone. I got one over here where, where it's a little, you know... Uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't know how you would get two or three of them in, though. If you had guests, that would be a little you Yeah, cool. see,
1: no, but, but you're, we're in the same headspace about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, so, um, do you get a lot of traction with that, or it's only been a, a, yeah. a short while, right? I
1: wouldn't say I have a lot of traction, no. I think, like with anything, it, it takes time, and I, when, when one mistake i see people make is they do a handful of them or one of them it doesn't reap the results that they want and they stop so oh, the yeah one thing that i'm I, I had this conversation with my guest last night was it it's I, I can't stand when people want to start something and they talk about it and they don't or they do it and then they stop so yeah yeah yeah. Our I, biggest thing is you know if we want to make it a thing consistency is key we don't you can't miss a week and so we said if it means shooting two in one week to make sure that we're ahead of it so we're generally about two episodes ahead
0: well, everybody needs a guy like you to push things through. That, I mean, because a lot of people in the creative arts, and I'm guilty of this 100% uh, to the point where I have a lot of projects uh, going right now that are incomplete. It's that, you know, a lot of people start things, but particularly in the podcasting world, mm-hmm. what I'm doing here, oh, yeah. every everybody who starts a podcast thinks they're going to make money in the first year, and very few of us make a dime in the first year. But sure. they, they don't make it in the first three weeks and they're seeing how long it is. they're not getting more than a hundred downloads in their first month they're getting a little they're panicking and they give up and then it, yeah. it it was a never finished the task and so there. there is there is a long do you have a supportive uh family and stuff behind you who are um yeah are encouraging you
1: yeah i absolutely do i um i have an amazing uh Girlfriend Nicole, who I live with, and uh my dad is a huge supporter you know he tunes into this sort of stuff he he could be listening right now, but yeah he 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 loves um he loves this sort of stuff and he's you know he's a lawyer I went to college, I got my bachelor's degree and that's always been the direction my family pushed me is, is a little bit more security but um i I'm on my own journey and my dad's always understood that and he supports and he comes out to shows and he parties and it's, it's all good.
0: Arizona seems to be um and may, maybe I'm wrong about this but just from my experience with the with the podcast uh and there's a couple of of these areas that I'm finding out about but it seems to be a hot a hot spot for uh creative cultural arts uh uh growth uh Arizona Ohio to an extent where people would be surprised if they think think of the coast they think of uh New York LA maybe Atlanta Chicago places like that uh, but I'm finding out and I've had probably 20 or 30 people from your area on here now uh on all all aspects of of the arts so uh there must big club scene down there or not and i know not now with the covid stuff but i mean
1: i i wish not now with the covid stuff but yeah i mean it's it's still you know friday night over here and the clubs are going to be going and the bars Seriously. are open and the restaurants are open and yeah i mean arizona is a it's a it's a party spot and we i mean we were leading the COVID cases for a while there and you know that's any number of things but you know yeah it's 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 a hot spot out here and we have at, at least two really big party areas and it's just a it's a hotbed for for young adults that is for sure and with that comes creativity and yeah. uh, a lot of artists, artistry coming out of here, which is why, again, I don't I don't anticipate the well will run dry on my, my show guests for a while.
0: Yeah, especially if you're not just limiting it to music stuff. I mean, if, oh, yeah. if you're going further out than that, sure, you can find mm-hmm. people, interesting people to talk to all the time. That's oh, what yeah. people, the biggest thing I get from other podcasts is, where, the, where do you find all these guests? Because I do two shows a day for, I was doing seven days a week. I've been doing five or six now, but still, at two shows a day where or people think, wow, it's difficult to find one guest. How are you find them every single day of the week, twice a day?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that that takes a lot. Kudos to you. You know, I I have hard enough time getting someone locked in once a week. So good yeah, for you, man.
0: Yeah. Well, and the, the whole idea is just widen your net, you know, and be, and be interested in more things. So gotcha. I, I want to go back to your music though for a second because yeah. I look at the structure of the band, and and here's what I'm seeing here. Because for an old guy like me, this is weird. I got Marcus Reed on vocals. Uh Trey Scott on guitar, Sean, Sean Whitman on drums, and Tim o. Willie on programming and vocals. I'm not seeing a keyboard player or bass player uh programming no. vocals is handling that, right?
1: Yeah. So um
0: at one point we were
1: a six-piece and we had a bass player, two guitarists, a keyboarder, drummer, and all that sort of stuff. But um it was hectic. It was hectic and it's there's too many cooks in the kitchen and certain, you know, people get, they want to be more involved than they are at times. And so we've, we've since kind of reduced it. And, um, but yeah, there is no bass player when we play live. Um,
0: so uh, the, <laughs> the, the question go. that I would think most musicians would have is yes. how is the drummer staying in sync? You got like a click track fed, fed to himself? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He plays
1: to a click. Um, you know, it's the the modern format of live shows is a lot more um computerized than than the olden times. So oh, we yeah, do have, you know, we have our samples running. There's times where you know I might be singing with myself just to kind of make the mix a little bit fuller we play full light show so when we go on tour we travel full lights and and everything so it's it's an experience most definitely but again it takes a lot of um a lot of computer work for sure
0: right yeah uh you know what people laughed back in the day people laughed and you know, I, I feel pretty good about it but i started in 19 19- I think it was 79. It might have been a little bit later than that, but with a Commodore 64 doing a one man band, which you had to, it was a basically the, the computer looked like this and you had a floppy disk you put in it and it would, lo- it would take like four minutes to load up and then one song per floppy disk. So you'd put it in and you'd have to wait. <laughs> and, and, but people, that's not, that, you can't do that professionally. And, and I said, you know, wait, this is the future of music. And people were laughing like then, and yeah. work it is now, but uh, it, it, it cracks me up to see that now, I could take this and have like five thousand songs ready to go with just a, yeah,
1: uh, just a click of a button. And yeah, I see artists do that too. You know, everyone's got their own thing, but yeah, we it, it takes quite a lot of uh, programming. In fact, Timo uh, Timo Wilsey, who is one of my bandmates, he does the majority of all that. So um, he does my background vocals and he programs the entire experience on stage.
0: Well, who does, who did the production on the on the, the single next time around? the recording or the video the, the recording
1: we do it ourselves um we own our own studio in mesa called interchange audio um mm-hmm. and it's between timo and sean my drummer everything that you hear is done in-house
0: right so it, it's uh, the producer though who's the official producer of the record is it timo is it or is it both of it's them like both of
1: them. yeah it's both of them it's a co-production between um between timo and sean and that's that goes for everything we've ever put out
0: and very interesting because the, the production quality, I would say, is extremely professional. I've, I, you know, I've listened to a lot of masters o- over the years. And yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a guy who listens to the radio now at all. I don't listen to the radio at all. But what when, when I did listen to, I was like stunned by, uh, this sounds like a, you know, top industry, uh, producer pro- producing the stuff, which is mm-hmm. why I had to ask, uh, the background vocals in particular, uh, really surprised me about the arrangement of them and how strong they were and and all that stuff so it was it's a really sharp production so give them give them my kudos on that i'm gonna play them this and they'll they'll have the biggest smile
1: on their face like i said we're big time audio nerds and and aside from our aspirations as as musicians and being in a band um that's another huge outlet for us is wanting to to grow that business interchange audio so
0: right so are you uh writing the lyrics all yourself or uh is that somebody are you collaborating on the lyrics no um anything we
1: have ever done or released as a band has been 100 percent me um with the exception of maybe my bandmates might say, "Hey, say these words instead of this. These words, you know." Right. They, they, I'm always open to, to that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I do all the lyric writing
0: for everything. What What would you say is um, you not? Yeah, I don't want to ask inspiration because that's like a really dumb, typical, you know, sure. radio question. But what? what would you say is you're bent on i mean every lyricist has a kind of a style of uh the, the kind of things they like to draw on and the kind of stories they like to tell what would you what would you say your uh, niche is as a lyric writer
1: man that's a good one because like i said i i listen to primarily rap so when i'm when i'm in this genre i i, I I can't get myself out of this kind of rapper's mentality. So a lot of the cadences that I that I use, you will notice are a little bit more on the hip hop side. But in terms of like who as a lyricist, I really, really look up to. There's a rapper called Joyner Lucas, who is fantastic. Um, There's a rapper called Cal Scrooby, who's fantastic. But again, most of my guys are. Our rappers at this point in time, for sure.
0: Right. So the difference between freestyling and writing lyrics down uh, it, it, is that the way the songs come to you. Like, do you freestyle it and then say, "Well, what did I just say?" Or, or and record it and just re- write it down? How, how does it work? No. I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll find the melodies and then I'll and I'll find the words to put to it. So once I'm stuck okay. on a melody and I think like, "Yeah, that's catchy," then I'll just figure out like what what words to kind of plug in there. And as long as it all makes sense, shoot. Sometimes we score.
0: Right. And so the video, when you're out in Arizona and, and they're burying you, uh, <laughs> um, who, who, whose idea was all the visuals? Did you collaborate on that? Or is that, you know, tell me a little bit of the story about that.
1: Yeah. One of our good buddies is a f- amazing videographer out here. His name is Corey Davis and he runs a company called yellow box films and he's, he's just unbelievable. So That's um, we I mean, collaborated man. with him. Yeah. We had this idea of a Jeep in the desert, Um, and we wanted to do some sort of moving shot. I think originally I was thinking about sitting on the roof, but we, that was probably not a safe idea. So yeah, we were just (laughs) in the bed of the truck. Um, but yeah, we collaborated with a local videographer and, um, had some kind of sample videos and things like that, things that we liked. And, um, you know, our whole thing is, uh, is end of the world party. You know, we want to be hosts, the hosts of the biggest end of the world party. So we wanted it to be
0: kind of barren. Well, well <laughs> I think there's a lot to go on there. Uh, <laughs> you, do, you, do you think the world is coming to an end soon in your lifetime? No,
1: I don't think I'll see it. Um, no, I don't think I'll see it. I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it, it's it's really, um, uh, it's got to be a little weird to be in your generation to be going through what what we're going through in the world right now. I can't imagine, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm an old man. Again, I keep saying that. I'm 61 years old, but to have uh, I lived 61 years old and experienced this has got, is so much different than being a young person and experiencing this uh, because it's never been done before, but at, at my age, it's like, well, I don't care. I'll be dead soon anyway. But for <laughs> you people, you I mean, I'm looking at 10 years from now, people still wearing masks. I don't want to be in, in that situation. I was going to say, well, you're going to be 150, so you're you're in the wrong game there. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> see, we'll see how that works out. I tell you what, though, about this stuff, uh-huh. uh, it has given me more energy. Uh, at least every but two of the days that I've used it, it has given me more energy. But there's always a possibility that's just placebo effect. I was expecting it to, therefore I'm telling myself it is. Right, yeah, you never know. I don't know what's in there, but it could be. Carbon. It's just a carbon molecule. This, this guy was a researcher at the uh, University of Texas in Houston in 1991 when d- they discovered this carbon uh, compound, and they wanted to test it for toxicity, so they tried it on lab rats, and they discovered that the lab rats didn't grow any tumors, and they lived twice as long as they normally would, and they seemed to have a lot more energy. They were running around a lot more so they applied to get it through the fda and it took till 2013 finally they approved it for use on humans people have been using it since then and, and you know claiming extraordinary results i had a guy on the show who was 69 years old and he said he's outperforming all the young guys at the gym he he, he uh does uh bench press with dumbbells but 150 pounds in each hand and doing oh God. at 69 years old Shout out to
1: him. Yeah, my girlfriend's a personal trainer, so we might have to get our hands on some of that carbon stuff, so I can really transform <laughs> into yeah. my old age.
0: Well, uh, if it works, and I don't know if I'm going to continue, but I'll definitely uh, <laughs> uh, let you know how I yeah. feel. But well, yeah. we got some comments going on in, over there. uh, uh it's, it's Matt Cody. Hello, Matt Cody in in the Facebook chat. Well, one of the. So, uh, what are your plans for the future now? Because it's hard to plan for the future with with this COVID stuff going on, right?
1: I, uh, you know, my approach is is act like it's not going on. You know, be as safe as I can. But I gotta, I'm still, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let it get in the way of my dreams and my goals and my aspirations. So
0: understood, but you can't continue your tour, right?
1: Oh yeah, I mean shit, things like that, of course, but um. At this point, yeah, I guess the plan would be just yeah, stockpile up on the music and the the content and stuff like that because everyone's locked into their phones. So, um, but I I have every intention of getting back out there on the road as soon as humanly possible. That's for sure.
0: If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 27 years old. I will be 28 uh, in December. Oh my god, I would trade places with you any day and week. <laughs> uh, uh, but you'll be surprised. You know, you know, you know who Sam Kinison is? No sam Kinison, is uh, an all-time comedian he's dead now mm-hmm. uh but right. when he came out he rodney dangerfield uh, introduced him to the world but he came out uh, his intro line was he'd go to up to somebody in the audience, say, any married guys recently married guys and the recently married guy would put up his hand he'd go up walk right up to him he said look at this face and he's ah! <laughs> like <laughs> That's going to be you in 30 years so <laughs> that's uh, b- makes me think of you look at me and see where you're going to be in 30 years no oh, man
1: as you all <laughs> consider it a victory
0: <laughs> no but it, it is uh you know what it, it you got to be prepared for the life and this is what this show has been really all about is uh, people understanding a dream has a price tag on it and i know you've you've got you've had to make some real sacrifices in your life to get where you are now but they don't stop is my point even if you get rich and famous and uh you know somebody offers you like millions and millions of dollars to keep making music it, the sacrifices and the life never end it's always going to be there you know it's part yeah. of the, the creative life that but you can't quit can you oh no you no, can't absolutely not
1: yeah sometimes yeah you know Sometimes that thought crosses a, a mind, a human being's mind, at in any at anything. You know, no matter what you're doing. Sometimes you think about that, but at the end of the day, absolutely not. I couldn't live with myself if I just gave up. I've come too far, you know.
0: Right. So your legacy, uh, um, is what is what's get what's driving you, even though you're not really kind of consciously writing down that legacy, right? right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, but can you can you now? do local gigs or for original music you really can't do, sustain like a local gig type of happening can you in the meantime while you're waiting for covid to kind of uh I'm sure I could find a, a bar or grill to play at, but we're not, you know.
1: Like I said, we play full lights and everything. It's really hard for us to to set up at a at a bar and grill and start playing in the corner or a coffee shop or stuff like that. And We don't have a lot of acoustic music, or so. Likely no. I think if anything, we uh, we had it. We might have an opportunity to do like a live stream show at a ven- venue here locally, who's got a you know a two camera system and some real high top notch audio quality. So we might do something live like that but i i don't see us playing any any sort of restaurants or anything like that until we can do it right because i'm i'm positive that that our next
0: show is going to be unbelievable right as a music fan have you watched any of these live streaming shows on on zoom and, and you know on social mm-hmm. media uh yeah. what do you think of them
1: I think you know I've been watching those sorts of things for a long time. I used to watch different music festivals like um Coachella and things like that on But Twitter. there
0: but there were fans in the audience yeah, that felt real, right?
1: There. No, you're you're <laughs> absolutely right about that. I think um the people I saw do it best was the group that I I just got off tour with is Neon Dreams. They did a bunch of stuff like that. They they stayed very active and uh I think if if you're not familiar with them, Neon Dreams from Canada is is an absolutely unbelievable, talented group. But um, I think they did it the best, absolutely.
0: I like that you give plugs to other people. I, that that's a very cool uh, quality to have. Uh, Scott Page was on the program. He was a saxophone player with Pink Floyd. You heard of them? Yeah. i was <laughs> uh, just being silly, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's a technological innovator and. Mm-hmm he got a thing with this live show thing that i think is pretty cool and it, pro- it probably costs a lot of money to do but they have they're doing like a pink floyd tribute type of thing but they set up i think he said 500 monitors around and different audience people can stream in audience members can stream in like have a house party of uh, audience in each <laughs> different monitor and you could hear their feedback you could hear their applause and their screaming and all that stuff so it feels like a live concert a little bit more than the the flat zoom thing.
1: Yeah, you, and then there's the drive-in ones that I've seen too. I think those are pretty cool. I think that's pretty innovative. I I can't imagine playing to a sea of cars per se. Right. Um, right. But yeah. I think you know you got to do what you got to do, and and more than anything, these these companies, these promotion companies, these events companies, and these venues need help. So um, anything you know, be as creative as we can to to get the music out there. Make sure the live music doesn't stop.
0: Uh, My heart goes out to the industry, but I also, you know, I I feel a little bit like we're coming from that industry. I'm hearing too much of people woe is me about the music industry and the, and the arts industry and you know theater and all that stuff without realizing that everybody's going through it it's not just us and i appreciate i feel bad for everybody in the arts who's suffering right now but i think what i'm seeing on social media is too much complaining about us not realizing that it's happening to everybody it's happening to everybody across the, the guy at the, the hot dog vendor at the at the uh, uh concerts and, and and shows at sports arenas and stuff that guy's out of a job too oh, it's yeah. not just the people in the arts it's everybody and it, it sucks okay. for everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard time. It's universally a very, very, very hard time. But
0: so, yeah. how do you stay upbeat and driven in in such a hard, uh, uncertain time?
1: I listen to a lot of fantasy football podcasts. I try to drown myself in as much like sports. I'm a big time sports, basketball and, and football fan. So i I try to keep going with that and listen. You know, just don't you know, stick to a routine. Eat healthy. Drink plenty of water. I work out every day. Um, and and the more I'm staying creative and busy and, and and I'm, that's just where I'm at my best, you know. It keeps me out of trouble and it and it keeps me happy. So
0: yeah, good for you, man. That's a really healthy uh, attitude to have in life. Uh, you, you got I got to ask this, and probably what what kind of question is that? Uh, I do you have any phobias? <laughs> phobias? Do I have any phobias? Um
1: yes and no i mean i think i my biggest fear is is getting old and not accomplishing what i have kind of set up in my brain for myself and um but yeah i think other than just falling short on my own dreams no not really i mean my, i'm mine's much like smaller now. than that
0: my, and i'm th- thinking back to you in a hole in the ground in the desert getting dirt thrown on you oh. and uh scorpions Scorpions, man, I would. <laughs> no, no, I I grew up
1: around scorpions. We might find one in the laundry bin on a Sunday afternoon, and you just gotta deal with it. No scorpions or something that that we're used to out here. Snakes, maybe. I have a snake tattoo on my arm. Right. Um, but no, I don't. I don't. Ha- I mean, like I said, I'm scared of heights. I'm scared of heights. I don't yeah. like too
0: high and looking down. That's a pretty common one but uh yeah. that's the one thing that really keeps me from uh, arizona is the scorpions man it's, it's like i know they're everywhere when you said you find them in the laundry i know that because I, I went to school out in the southwest and uh it, it, it's just they're everywhere and they scare the hell out of me <laughs> yeah,
1: just, yeah yeah you can go out into the backyard with a black light at night time and i'll probably find a couple out there tonight
0: Wow. Uh, so, what what's it like out there right now? Is is it still summer for you right now?
1: Yeah, it is definitely over a hundred degrees today. I think uh, next week we might break into the highs of like eighty degrees
0: or so. See that's it, it
1: is it is hot.
0: That's almost worth going out there for the scorpions. I mean, for me, I love it. I love it hot. And so I'm we had like what feels like uh, winter coming a little bit today. And I know up north in central parts of uh, America, they got their first winter snow today. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah so. we won't get any of that here. We don't we don't get any of that here. So right. Um, and uh, how often do you do the um, the, the uh, happy hour show? We do it, we
1: film every Thursday night and then release every Thursday night. Like I said, we're we're generally about two weeks ahead, but we do it every single Thursday night. Uh, it's been a blast. Why haven't you done it live? You want to edit it? Why don't we want to do it live? I think um, I, I didn't know about this StreamYard thing, so I might be able to start doing that live oh. on on YouTube. But yeah. that being said, um yeah, the editing, my first my first episode was largely unedited and then the the following episodes we started editing them up and it added a lot to it. it added a lot of humorous elements and things like that so i think uh i think it for us the the old youtube chop is is a good move
0: yeah well you can also uh I hate to you know, break this to people. In case you're thinking about doing it and disappoint them, blow blow the whole thing for you. But you could tape it and then use like something like Streamyard to make it seem like or restream uh, to make it seem like it's a live program, so people pull, put in they'd be in the chat room and think they're talking to you live. Why isn't he answering me? Right. Um, <laughs> but you, they get it's the good. live thing up in the window there, and they, they think That's it's not a live bad program. idea. That's not a bad <laughs> yeah. Idea, yeah. Because when you talk about building community. I mean that—that's the only reason we, because my all my downloads come on the audio side of this, really. Uh, but uh, we, you know, people will watch it on YouTube after it's done and Facebook after it's done and all that stuff. But most of it's from audio downloads and, and Spotify and yeah. Apple and Pandora and all that kind of stuff. Spotify big um, for you too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, are you writing? Are you writing right now? Always. Always. Really? I was in the studio yesterday. We were
1: finally finalizing a, a new song, but we are literally always have something going. And the thing with us, our writing style, we're, we don't write in the same room. It's rare that we're all in the same room trying to write something together. Usually someone comes up in, with an idea on their computer and sends it to the other computer. By the time it gets to my computer, it's it's already ready for lyrics. So, Very uh, cool. At that point. But it, it, it makes for this kind of workflow that, you know, a lot of bands can't write unless they're all together. It's like, when are we going to sit down and write something? But at the end of the day, we, we all got lives and families and things like that. So whenever we have individually the time to get to our parts, that's kind of how we do it.
0: the other guys roll around the same age as you?
1: They're a little bit older than me. They, uh, they actually, shout out to both of them because they are turning 30. Tim just turned 30, and I think Sean is about to turn 30 or something like that. Are they
0: suicidal? <laughs> <laughs> no no i i did give him a fair amount of grief over that i but. was suicidal at 30 i thought my life was over at 30 I, no. I i can remember it as clear as yesterday and i had a gig that night and i had a surprise party my my uh because we were setting up for the gig and my guitar player said to me come on we got to go back to your house and i was like why man we're not done sound check yet oh we gotta do this and i didn't i didn't give it any thought and then there was a surprise party and it was the most depressing day of my life i didn't want to (laughs) turn 30. oh man no i i don't i don't get that from them i mean
1: i don't think anyone's thrilled to turn 30 but uh i think ultimately because they they both have maintained their youthful look yeah and so they um i i think i heard sean say as long as i don't look 30 i should be okay
0: well, I grew up in an era where they said never trust anyone over thirty. That was the mantra uh, that we we had. Don't never trust anyone over thirty. And then, uh, you know, the whole idea was if you're still making music at thirty, you're too old. When when I grew up, that was the the idea that you know you're too old for music at thirty years old. And being a musician, I was like, D- that's not what I don't want to be right. dirty ever. If how do I stop it? <laughs> <It's kind> of,
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I it's funny you should say that because I that's something I talk about all the time is. Uh, that's why I got out of rap. I mean, frankly, is that the the rap industry is a young man's game? You know, I every little little this, little that is sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, not even eligible to go into a club and buy a beer. Right. Um, and so I I felt weird being in a in in a hip hop space that was being so dominated by um, real real young kids. And I figured, you know, if I want to be able to make music into my thirties, like imagine dragons per se i can do that in a band much easier than i can do it as a
0: hip-hop act imagine dragons i know them just uh transcendentally um uh who who else uh, who else is like a cool band these days
1: <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say imagine dragons is always the one that i point to just because they are like in their mid-30s ish right. you know and they're still making like radio number one hits and things like that um, you know, there's a rapper named Machine Gun Kelly from Cleveland. He's one of the biggest in the world. He was in the movie, The Dirt. He played, um, he played Tommy Lee in the dirt, but he just released a, a pop punk album. He switched from rap to pop punk and it was produced by Travis Barker of Blink 182. And it's the number one album in the world right now. Wow. Um, so he's, he's absolutely killing it. I would say between him and, you know, Imagine Drag, there's a lot of bands. Bring Me The Horizon is one that we draw a lot of inspiration from always as well, um, from the UK. and yeah wow uh, 21 pilots wait let me not forget them 21 pilots they are they are huge they're a two-piece rap rock kind of fusion group and yeah, they're they're unbelievable.
0: Yeah, you know, th- that's what's changed is that now you can do things with two or three people that you mm-hmm. couldn't do years ago. I had a 13-piece band at one point. And we were into it. <laughs> And it took that many to get the music to sound the way we wanted it to sound. But yeah, I to you-
1: what what was the chemistry like? It's it's hard enough to maintain a good chemistry with among four right. to five people.
0: Right, I was the driving force. That's just why I asked you these questions earlier, because I was the only one with the real drive bringing it to it, and everybody else was just followers. But I was the leader, and it wore me out. And when you're dealing with 13 people, you're only dealing with a a small group of people. But when you're dealing with 13 people, and they all have personality stuff, and you got to be the politician and sorting this stuff out, and, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm not making music anymore. I'm babysitting. Right. Right, that's not what I got into this for, to keep everybody's egos in check and sure, attitudes in sure. check and all that stuff. And I think um, you know, the to address that, yeah, I think um uh, I think
1: every person in my band is that person. And I know that sounds weird, but that's why the the three of us are like the the real driving force between Sean and Tim and I is that we, we're all exactly like that. Right. The, in between, you know, we all have our own roles and we play them very, very well. But um, yeah, but it's it's a, a three man team, one hundred percent on that. And Amy, my manager, we call it a four man team. What about those guys? Are they married? No, nope, no. Nope. Sean has a has a daughter, but he is not married. And then other than that, yeah, Tim is single as a Pringle, ready to mingle.
0: So no, nobody has any naysayers in their life. People telling them, get, you know, get a job. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, I don't believe so. Not at this yeah. point. Uh, very cool stuff. The website again is this mdrn, which is short, shorter from modern. Well, mm-hmm. was this modern uh, the, the uh, domain name not available, or you just did this to try to be more convenient? I think
1: uh, I don't remember. I think we just wanted to be different and cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with being different and cool.
1: <laughs> I, nothing, MDRN, I, yeah. and that's nothing. our social media as well as at this mdrn.
0: Um, yeah. I wouldn't know about being uh, different. Well, different, I would know about, but cool, I'm not. Uh, so, um what about music licensing and getting your stuff into movies and, and films? Have you have you pursued that at all? I know you're you're you've got some smart people working for you now, management yeah. label and stuff. But are we, I've they- got,
1: I, I'm sorry, to I was gonna say I've got folks actively working on that. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I can't say too much, but yeah, that is something we are definitely working on. We got this much bit of good news recently and so hopefully it, it turns into something really cool but um, yes absolutely.
0: Well I wish you uh, lots of luck moving forward and, and uh, a, a great success uh, I, I want to see you know live music and can people continue to make original music without it go- my biggest my biggest fear is that AI is going to take over all the creative arts and mm-hmm. I had that discussion recently about you know computers doing everything and I understand you're using computers and stuff mm-hmm. but I like the idea that you're a unit of of young people uh together on a cause to create music at, with a human aspect to it and don't don't ever let that die
1: <laughs> no absolutely not no it's in it's in good hands but uh i yeah no I, I don't disagree with what you said about
0: that yeah marcus i i appreciate your time and, and your insight to all what you're doing uh if i come out to arizona i can do a, a, a happy hour with you
1: I was just about to say, yes sir, <laughs> you are welcome over here anytime.
0: Well, I'm thinking about taking a trip to Arizona uh, because my stepson is out there. He's at yeah. the, all the way up in the uh, North, Rid- North Rim, I guess it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in the woods. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was thinking about coming out there in the spring, but uh, you know, I, I... I, I I would love to be on one of your uh, happy yeah. hour things or something. Come see
1: us. We'll show you the <laughs> studio. We'll give you the VIP treatment out
0: there. Uh, cool, man. Uh, well, again, continue success and thanks for coming on. Have a great okay. night.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you
0: so much. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% stall-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by Vapor DNA. Founded in 2013, Vapor DNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code Q. Marcus Reading from This Modern, folks. Check out the music. Check out the website. I wish I could play it for you. I can't. YouTube would, would pull us down. But uh, uh, good stuff. I, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Um, And yeah, I started out by apologizing for liking it, but. Um, it really is good and quality stuff. As I mentioned, really quality production, uh, which really stands out. Uh, give it a listen right now, right? As soon as the program ends, go over there. The, uh, the links, uh, will be in the description. Check it out. Uh, and I hope you like it. I hope you like this program. I hope you tell your friends about it and come on back. Go to my YouTube channel and subscribe there. Uh, go to minddogtv.com. Get on my mailing list and questions and comments for me. Info at minddogtv.com tv.com info at i'm taking off tomorrow because i have my own gig with the band and uh instead of doing uh, a couple of shows i had an afternoon show uh i've rescheduled so i'm going to have the whole day off tomorrow i'll be back with you monday uh and moving, i guess monday let's really quickly find out um oh actually sunday night i got hannah davidson from uh, we're gonna talk about Monsters, monster Legends podcast Saturday, 8 p.m. Sunday night, right here. Be with me then. Till then, I'm Matt Nappos from the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Thanks for coming, and bye for now. I don't know
2: about advanced mathematics. physics only hurts my brain. I don't know about the hole in the ozone. I don't know about acid rain. I'm compounded by the mysteries of living. There's a lot that I can figure out. I don't know about the ways of religion. Took my face and turned it into down. But I know I love you. I got a heart that tells me so, yes I do, well I don't know much, but I know what I know. I don't know about higher education, kind of wish I would have stayed in school, can't take focus and I lose my concentration, never learn about the golden rule. Shaking confusion is my logical conclusion Thinking hard is just a waste of time Is it a miracle or optical illusion? I only know that it blows my mind I don't know about Jesus I know all about rock and roll Yes, it's true But I don't know much But I know what I know